0: about these politicians that stood with widespread legs because it made them feel made them look more confident or whatever you know more manly or whatever
1: and more on that later hello and thank you so much for tuning in to sheep dip brought to you by raising the bar global leaders in team building with sheep in this second series of podcasts we're in conversation with some of the most inspiring minds in learning and development We're exploring their insights on nurturing and developing teams within this volatile and fast-moving business world. I'm Caroline Palmer, I'm top dog at Raising the Bar.
2: And I'm Chris Farnsworth, the head shepherd, and we accidentally came up with this business.
1: So today we are delighted to talk to Jan de Jong. Now, Jan is a policeman turned business psychologist, which is unusual in itself. Hi, Jan. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. How are you? Hi,
0: Caroline. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. I'm liking the shed, your surroundings, your lovely sort of rather uh, Scandinavian uh, office that you have there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it came from Lithuania, uh, of all places. But yeah, it's comfortable. It's warm in winter as well, which is great.
1: So yeah, now we first met, um, gosh, at a business networking meeting, I believe it was, um, many years ago. And um, and I know we, we got into discussions quite early on and I really valued your input,
0: really, from a, a business psychological point of view into what we do. And, and, I, and I really uh, was intrigued and fascinated by... By what you do, you know, and the the overlap or the the cross-section of your world and my world. And and that is hugely fascinating. So
1: tell our listeners a little bit about uh, people, business, psychology and the kind of teams that
0: you work with. My consultancy focuses on those three things, people, business and psychology. And again, the intersection of those three things. So I often try to explain it by saying that my world is focuses on assessment of people and that can be for the purpose of selection who should work in what role and where and why whats what, what kind of success do we predict for for Johnny or Mary in a certain role and the other aspect to assessment is assessment for the purposes of development so you can think of looking at trying to measure or assess someone's personality, or someone's style of behaving, motivation, someone's values, or someone's way of communicating with people, uh, the extent to which someone has eye contact. You know, it's hard for some. For me, it's hard to look someone in the eye.
2: Yeah, and I just, um, I I mean, I'm just thinking about how you're saying all of this. and When we go and pick a dog, there are some old wives' tales that... You know, so you know you're getting a good dog. Let me just run you a couple. You know, the the underneath the chin there is a little wart, and we want three hairs coming out of that. When you look in the puppy's mouth, you look at the roof of the mouth. It wants to be black, and and you know the depth of its eyes is you know to contain a reasonable brain. Would you say that the same with humans? I mean, do you just look at somebody and go, actually, you'll fit this job? Is there any sort of wives' tales you could sort of go, oh, never do this, that, and the other?
0: You know, a, a long time ago, maybe 100 or 150 years ago, I cannot be totally sure, but there was such a thing as phrenology, the the knowledge or the understanding or the science of what people look like, their, their, their head, phreno, Latin for head, I think, or forehead. They thought, and maybe we still do, that you could deduce someone's inclinations by what they look like. And that can get very scary, can't it, you know?
2: You're going a lot more away from what people look like and actually diving into actually what they can
0: do. Is that Yes, and then the question, of course, is how do you assess what someone can do? You can ask them, you know, how good are you at this? And I've had this success and we have had that that success. That's all very... Well, well, it's not necessarily very well, because we also find in more recent years, and people in in psychological science are writing about it now, that someone's confidence in how well they they do may actually actually be counter in in, in what's the word counter um, in in, in uh, yeah a counter signal to what actually is the case. Maybe we should be less confident than we are. Maybe we should come out of a position of humbleness and openness to learning rather than feeling confident. So looking at someone's, the traits, the visible traits of someone, to what extent is that indicative? Well, for instance, if you have a, a sheep that looks strong and stands strong and four strong legs... Then that says something about the. It might say something, or with certain probability, says something about that sheep's health. Mm -hmm. And the same with with the person, young person. I keep telling people around me: sit up straight and feel good about yourself, or try to assume a certain position, literally, to make yourself breathe properly, be able to project. And feel good about yourself and actually be seen to feel, have a certain due pride in who you are. Wasn't there a while ago, this this, this stuff in on the news about these politicians that stood with widespread legs because it made them feel, made them look more confident or whatever, you know, more manly or whatever. So yeah, there's a lot to be said about this, isn't there? And it's fascinating as well. I think we take it all with a little bit of salt, but yeah, they say, don't they, in Holland or in England, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, but we do do like a, look at a horse in the mouth to see how healthy your teeth are. You know? <laughs> very great, much so, great. yeah, very much so.
1: So, yeah, what do you feel are the most common challenges that kind of hold back a team, once a team is in place at work, from being, you know, it's happiest, it's most productive, and, and any kind of tips that you've got on how to overcome those things?
0: I think uh, a common challenge is the level of the work that needs to be done and it, it i think the case is that you would want to be be in possession of team mem or have team members in a team that have standing point ability to perform the task i think that's the first thing i mean if you have a, 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 a well-performing team in sports in let's say football you'd want Every single football player, even the ones sitting in the bench, to have a certain minimum level of ability in terms of running, kicking a ball, etc. Same with your dogs. They have to have a certain agility and speed and understanding communication with you as a shepherd in order to to be, be a, an effectively working dog. Ability, Ability, I think, is the first. You have to have a certain range of ability that is within what you want it to be.
2: With the dog, the dog has to want to chase the sheep. If it doesn't
0: even want to chase the sheep, you can't train it to do anything. Which then, which brings me to my second point, and you, it's a lovely bridge to it, and that is motivation. I mean, I used to work in the police in Amsterdam. One of the reasons why I left late 80s was the, the fact that I felt that my, my eagerness to you know arrest naughty people was... Too unbridled. My motivation was too far out for the for a lot of the long, long in the tooth. You say people had yeah. been there, done that. You know, arrested the drug dealers, arrested the the, the thugs and the thieves. But uh, what, I, what I mean is motivation, apart from ability motivation is is very important you have to want to, to put in the work and you have to want to listen to someone else saying mm, i would do it this way or let's consider it doing it this way you have to be open to listening to to differences of opinion that sort of ability comes first for me second close second motivation the personality and the, the atmosphere and the, the culture of the team I think personality applies to a person. The personality of the team—you might call it the the team atmosphere, team culture, how we how we treat each other, values—maybe of, of a team—is is hugely important. Those three things are important: ability, motivation, and uh, personality can you select a a pilot a a junior pilot for an air force i would i would want to know first if they're able to learn to fly a plane and then only secondly do they really want to be a pilot
2: i find that the same with the dogs actually right their ability to chase the sheep to be able to take instruction as in stop when i tell you to stop is and then you come into the character you know, yeah. you get a character you like to work with, if yeah. you've got to tell the dog 15 times to do the same thing and it doesn't really... So we want not obedience, which is what most people say. Oh, it's okay. about empowering the dog to do the right thing. So if you think of it like the shepherd is at uh, 12 o'clock, we're in the centre of the dial, and yeah. the dog is at 6 o'clock, it's getting a very different impression of the sheep than you're getting, which is directly opposite, so you might be looking at all the sheep's heads, the sheep is looking the dog is looking at all the sheep's bottoms. Mm-hmm. The way we encourage the dog is to sit down is when we give it the stop command. it's to sit down, but the words we don't use is in the right place. And so actually it's about empowering the team to do the right thing, which is mm-hmm. where you're coming to the character,
0: I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see what you're saying. It's fascinating, isn't it, how you're saying there is, from looking at positions, either literally in a geographical area or in a, in a non-literal um, sense, uh, perspective is important, isn't it? Understanding that your perspective as a leader is different from the perspective of the workers or the, the, the assisting staff and giving people the, the freedom to to have um, yeah what 's the word self efficacy giving people the trusting people again, another key term, trusting your staff to to, to an extent to do what they think is right and give them the, the freedom to experiment to an extent is affirming i think for for the members of the team yeah
1: definitely yeah no, you 're right trust is is something it 's a two way two way trust is 't it and it 's just, yeah. just yeah. so important i think i think especially it, especially at the moment when it's so hard to, a whole different discussion, I know, which we won't go into now, but this whole thing about building trust when actually a lot of the relationships are formed online, only online. So um, so right now, 2020, um, Mm -hmm. the way large organisations are working is is undoubtedly different across so many industries. So what do you perceive are the main challenges to be now? And maybe touch one way of of addressing one of those challenges.
0: I think to, in the autumn of 2020 now, I think what, what's clear is that the situation that we all find ourselves in globally has uh, re-emphasised, certainly to me and uh, to many people, is that we need to be much more in touch with the constraints that our nature uh, impose upon us. We also are made more aware, I think, of the impact of forces of nature. Uh, and, uh, and apart from that, the pace of life that we... Have been, you know, maybe with our eyes shut, we've been going to lead, you know, fast pace, deadlines, more needing to do more and more every day, and chasing commercial goals, and and you know, so the the pace of life is perhaps something that is not sustainable. and That's a key term as well. The sustainability of our ways of living, and. The unsustainability of our entitlements that we unconsciously have in ourselves—you know—the things we feel entitled to. Then we, in, in paradise here, for most of us, I feel the idea of you know what is the truth nowadays. Uh, if you want to raise the bar, you need to look at what is what is your truth and how do we give meaning to our to what we do and how do we understand the way we should work together and achieve results and work towards goals. You know, we need to have we need to understand what our truths are and what our values are. Although that sounds all very abstract perhaps and philosophical, I think if you if we had time, we could easily translate that into specific ways of living.
2: I, I I like your point about the pace of life, and often when you're in the field with the sheep and the dog, you know you sometimes want to cool things down. you know everything's going too fast, you're running down the road because the dog's pushing too hard and And it's always a question of how do you slow things down? And actually, the interesting thing is, is actually, when you take the pressure off the sheep, in other words, you give them a lot more room, they naturally settle down, this natural, given, being given a break via COVID, to actually have the time yeah. to readjust, to actually yeah. go, do I need to do everything now this moment do I have to have everything now do I have to jump in the car do I have to do xyz and Mm. and actually it's given us a very natural break to go it's allowed us to revalue some of our values in in our life and Mm. and actually realizing that actually to progress up a ladder of success isn't necessarily needs to be done at pace it can be done slowly and enjoyed the journey as much. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that. Would would you agree with
0: that? Absolutely. It's about redefining what success looks like, I think. I mean, this morning I went to see a person who uh, has a a large field, and he picked some sunflowers, and he had a big bunch of sunflowers in his in his kitchen and i I, noticed, I we talked about his sunflowers and i admired his sunflowers and we laughed about you know sunflowers being dutch and things what, what with van Gogh and you know i'm i I, I, so I mentioned in passing that you know sunflowers in the morning they will face east and then by night they will have turned turned something like 140 150 degrees mm-hmm. over the space of one day following the sun which is a romantic idea and the fact that i mentioned that and somebody in the, in the group this morning and this particular person hadn't realized that that was the case. And it's about being aware of the beauty of, of daily simple life that we, perhaps we don't do enough. Sometimes we race past these flower fields. So. We're
2: following what business is making us do. It's a different
0: direction. And, and and realize how agile and flexible they are. Literally, turn their heads, and and also I've seen in the field with you when I was with you doing these uh, these fantastic events is how some people will run like like chickens with without <laughs> heads. Sheep will only start running if you if you run in their uh, field of vision. They, they will start running as well in response to what you do. So if you know what you're doing, and i me more aware of the potential impact of your over-enthusiastic over, and over- enthused, like, burning energy, then, then it might become more efficient.
1: I was speaking with somebody this morning who came to one of our events this week and uh, and she was saying that actually, well, one thing she really looked forward to was just being outside in nature instead of indoors primarily. And so that was one really attractive part. But also mm-hmm. she was saying, she said, actually, I was quite surprised how, how I didn't need to be as athletic as I thought I'd be. She said, I must admit, I was a little a bit concerned that everybody had been running and I couldn't run and it's this point about being able to, to step back and realise that actually if you calm down the sheep calm down and she really got that and she said oh you know we should be like that more in life shouldn't we so it's, yes. yeah it absolutely does come through I, which
0: is great. I, I think that reminds me uh, Chris and Caroline of an article I may have written about leading from the back and, and they chimed with you about the, the concept of sometimes leading is not necessarily from the front sometimes it's not telling them where to go it's it's, it's again perhaps it relates to that empowerment is is trusting your your dog your workers to find the right way to go and how to go about getting from a to b or getting the sheep from a to b without necessarily telling them direction in directive leadership is not necessarily right sometimes it's um, like you, like you said empowerment and and perhaps ex, a bit more experimental different way different way of leading it's a mm.
1: big subject it's a big subject so so yeah we we've covered so much areas today and i know you've touched on a lot of uh, areas of your own specialty if you've got a resource that you think might help that you can offer to our listeners which we can uh, which might improve their own team development
0: yeah so um, i'm uh, building a, a new uh, online questionnaire you need to know that in psychometrics or in psychology the the custom has been over the last many decades to to measure a concept or a characteristic of someone by asking the person the respondent maybe ten or twelve or fourteen questions about a particular characteristic in order to get a reliable answer right and my, my, my opinion is that you can get reliable not just my opinion some, some well known people who are regarded as, as leaders in the field also agree that you, you might get away with answering that same or asking that same questions with fewer questions. So if I was to ask you, Chris, how extrovert do you feel you are? Uh, and I could I could wrap that question in, in 10 different ways or 12 different ways and ask you 12 times to answer that kind of similar question. But I might get away with asking you that four times. How extrovert are you? Do you like going to parties? Are you the center of attention? Do you like playing on the stage, literally, on theater? Have you done that? Or uh, when's the last time you spoke to a group of at least 40 people? That kind of question. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could get away with scoring the answers after maybe four or five times. So I'm building a questionnaire with fewer questions around uh, effective leadership. And uh, as you can imagine, the, the, the value of the answers exists by virtue of being able to compare your answers to other people, right? So, if people are interested in finding out how they score compared to others on on the the questionnaire that measures effective leadership, then uh, then send them my way. They can uh, they can help me to create a benchmark, a statistical norm group, is another way of putting it.
1: We'll. um, So, what we'll do is we'll include a a link um, to this in our show notes so that they can uh, get in touch with you. and And is the best way to contact you through LinkedIn? Would you say?
0: Or uh, via my website that you might show them. I just want to finally
2: ask one more question, Jan. If you had to sum up the most extraordinary team in just four words, one for each leg of the the sheep, of
0: course, um, Mm -hmm. what would they be? Four words. I think um, teams that are effective are made up of people who have self awareness, self reflection. Willingness and ability.
2: Hey, okay, they sound good words, they do. Two on self and two on outlooking. So that's yeah. an even balance. I like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh,
1: well, that's, that's brilliant. So thank you again so much for your time, Jan. Uh, it's, as always, a very, very insightful to have a discussion with you. It's just such a broad topic, what, what you do. It's um, endlessly fascinating. So to those of you listening, we'd love to know what you found of particular intrigue and you can let us know in your review. We'd love you to, to write a review for us on whichever podcast platform you use. Um, any resources that we've mentioned will be in the show notes and all past episodes can be found on our website, which is RaisingTheBar.com. So till next week, when we continue in our quest to help build the most extraordinary team in your field,
2: have a bar brilliant week. Bye for now. Bye, Anne. Bye. Bye. Thank you.